This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, December the 1st, 2016. Uh, did you see 
you know, I think about robbing like banks and and stuff like that. It really doesn't pay anymore because you know the banks don't have any money. You know, you go to the teller window, right? Well, and maybe the, maybe you get you know a stack of twenties. Well, know, I mean, what what can you get at a bank? I mean, honestly, if you walked into your local. Your bank, whatever the bank it is. And by the way, I'm not suggesting no, anyone no, no, go no, rob a bank. No, 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 no. But I will tell you, there was a string of bank robbies last year about this time. Remember in Scottsdale? And each one of them was getting hit. And they were getting hit for five to $15,000. There's not much more than that in a bank. Yeah. Right? That, that, that would be a big hole. That would be a big hole. That'd There's big not hole. that much cash in there. But uh, I don't know if you saw this story about this this criminal in New York City. Uh, it happened a couple of days ago where there was a, uh, you know, an armored car. And the armored car apparently had this bucket of gold flakes in it. And it, I mean, and the bucket had, and just to put it in, 86 pounds of gold. That's a lot of gold. Matter of fact, uh, one point. $6 million worth of gold. And I'm talking, you know, picture of just a small little bucket. And it's 86, 86 pounds, $1.6 million. And apparently, they, the brakes truck is making a, a stop. And I don't know if it was brakes, armored car, whatever company it was. And one of the guys goes into the establishment in whether he's bringing them change or or he's picking up a deposit from them, whatever the case may be. The other guy goes from the back of the truck to the front of the truck, apparently to get his phone. And here's this guy standing on the sidewalk in New York City. Broad daylight. Says, hmm, I'm going to just grab this bucket. And he picks up this bucket, and the surveillance video shows this thief as he went down the street in midtown Manhattan. He, he was seen, they call it, this is the article, dilly-dallying around the truck. Well, the two guards bustled around it. One guard leaves to make a pickup. The other goes to the front seat to grab his phone. The suspect walks up to the 86-pound bucket of gold flakes, picks it up, and flees the scene. All on surveillance. We're going to tell you how he flees the scene next. Radio News Hour, Double J in the Love. We're just watching that video. Yeah, I found it online there. And I mean, anybody can access it. Just Google Gold Flake Stolen. It's Manhattan in the middle of the day. There's people everywhere. everywhere. Cars everywhere. And you know what? They have this, I'm going to mind my own business attitude. Yes, yes. And this, this, it was a Loomis truck. And they actually have a lift gate. And it's all on, on the ground. The, on the truck. 
right? Because, you know, stuff's heavy and and the lift gate's sitting there on the ground. The, the back of the truck, it's wide open. And the guy just walks right up and just grabs the bucket. Detectives don't even think he knew what was in it. Well, how could he know? Right, so he was probably, when he picked it up, he was probably saying, wow, that's a lot of quarters. <laughs> right, right. I'm going to play a lot of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Get my fill of Donkey Kong. So the funniest thing is, this guy, he wasn't that big of a guy. No, he is not. He could only carry the bucket about 10 or 15 steps, maybe 20, and then he'd have to set it down. And apparently, he did this for over an hour. Just walking down the, the sidewalk of New York City, walking 10 or 15 feet, setting his bucket of gold. Until he got to his van, so you can tell. Obviously, this wasn't planned. Otherwise, wouldn't you have parked the van a whole lot closer? Well, you think? <laughs> right. I, I think it was just a, a, a happenstance. Yeah. I chance. Oh, I, hey, nobody. Nobody's started. even looking. I'll take I'm that. Go grab this. <laughs> I'm broke. I need it. <laughs> a walk that would normally take less than ten minutes. This guy did this for an hour, and then drove off. The funny part was apparently these guys never even knew it was gone. Oh, my goodness. So they come back in, close the tru- truck up, well, and right drive right. off to their next right. appointment, right. Uh, their right. next stop the like that. Now, if they were, Well, listen, if they were delivering those gold flakes to a branch or a bank or whatever, then they noticed. That's when it happened. Gosh, that's yeah. amazing to me. That's amazing. I, I, I just – it's so brazen and bold for somebody to just go, hmm. Loomis, and you're Trust, sitting you there. Know, those guys are holding guns. <laughs> I just apparently that doesn't people matter. People just were right there. No one even nothing. They're busy. I don't know. I just thought. <laughs> hey Joe, what would they do with those gold flakes? How could he get rid of them? That's a great question. That's one of the things I asked Joe before the show. I mean, I don't think he'd know what to do with them. I mean, you can you take gold flakes that's across every newspaper in the country? Google everything that's out there. Everybody knows these gold flakes are stolen. Can you go to a pawn shop? I, w- I would say this. Any reputable place would be like, yeah, no. Especially if you brought it all in there, right? Of course, there's $1.6 million worth of gold flakes. Yeah, can, so can you bring I, I don't know, right? And I don't know what they mean by gold flakes. I don't know exactly what it what what what. what how it looks, or 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 what you know. When I see gold flakes, I'm kind of thinking about like uh, uh, gold rush, you know. And they're digging the gold out of the ground and they're pouring it in and weighing it out. I mean, I don't know. Well, I look gold flakes up online and I see bags, like like bags, and it looks like cereal and plastic yeah, bags. That's what I'm you saying. Know? That's what it looks. And it's that's just what I'm saying. shaved. Shaved bits of gold bars, like, like, like it, it was like. Right, well, it was like they dug it out of the mine, right? He got the a big nugget, really, which is a, most times just a flake. And uh, yeah, who knew? I don't know. I don't know what you would do with it. I, I will say this: you can't bring it here. Yeah, you can't bring it to Patriot. Can't bring, can't bring that here. Uh, but but uh, <laughs> I just now listen. If if you listen to any other shows or you go to any of our competitors and all of a sudden they have a promotion for Gold Flakes, 
Caution. Caution. <laughs> I highly recommend caution. Oh, that's funny. That is yeah, funny. Yeah, right. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, so apparently they think he's hiding out in Miami or Orlando. Well, maybe it's those gold flakes that they put at the bottom of the drink Goldschlager. You know, oh, my God. I don't know if any of you guys know what Goldschlager is. But at the bottom of this alcoholic liqueur drink, there are little I would gold like flakes. to know, though, where were those gold flakes going? That's what I was saying. And my guess is it was going to... to to some form of a refinery would be my guess that was going to be put into a bar form or something like that. But uh, I don't know. It was just I thought it was hilarious because I thought you know the guy took it in and had the getaway car and this and that. And then I actually read the article and I'm like, this guy walked like this for an hour. And they show him one at one point he's so exhausted he is bent over. He's like. He's got his hands on his knees, right? You know, he's probably saying, man, I hope this is worth it. <laughs> well, it's worth it. How many quarters is in here? What's yeah. nuts is, if you're in New York City walking down 48th Street in Manhattan, there's a camera on you everywhere. They followed him the whole way. I mean, you can just I'm block just, to block to block. I'm just here what... to tell you, though. I mean, think about this. Imagine just being your, your average citizen doing nothing, picking your nose. By the way, there's a camera on you. Oh, yeah, that guy's caught. I mean, he is caught. everywhere. I mean, you can see. You just saw it. You just... I just Googled gold flakes, and the, his face came up. Everything came up. Hey, this guy's going to be busted. Big Brother has been watching for a long time. They've got cameras everywhere. It's a, It really is incredible. It's not just in the movies anymore, folks. It really isn't. This, what was that movie with Wesley Snipes? Oh, I was thinking about the one with Andrea Bullock, The Net, where they can erase you. You know, they know every move you're making by every entry or anything you look up online. I'll just tell you that Big Brother is alive and kicking, and it's proved right there. Yeah, so anyway, if you haven't seen it, it really is amazing. I'll give that guy credit. I've it takes a lot of stone to do something like that. Can you imagine this guy? How many people are calling his cell phone going, Dude, <laughs> turn yourself in. His mom, his brother, his, anybody who's related to this guy is going, Hey, I know that guy. I know What's that guy? the reward? What's the reward for turning him in? Subprime auto loan. And I know that uh, we're in the, I guess, the euphoric stage of uh, the countdown to Donald becoming the next president of the United States and and uh, all all of the uh, apparently his his appoint appointees it's going to be the the wealthiest group of appointees ever so uh, we're going to have a, a lot of people in the government that have made a lot of money in their lifetime. And uh, so when you kind of think about the, the, the Wall Street rally, uh, it does make a little more sense. But subprime auto loans, which if you followed auto loans at all and automobile sales, you know, we've had really a bunch of really good years. And then this this year, they're down. But we had record years the last few years, and almost all of it subprime. Matter of fact, there's a, a couple of different things. Do you know that 
you know, a lot of these people, they're trading in as they trade because they're leasing their rent. And I call it renting. Sure. Right? It's not like you're going to own it. They're now saying that 30% of all trades are upside down now. So what you're saying is, say I take my wife's 2013 vehicle in, we're going to be in the hole. In the hole. If you're making payments 30% of all trades now are upside down. Is that because the value down. of the car has fallen? Well, I did, right, obviously, right, the value of the car is less than what they owed. There you go. Right? They're upside go. down. Okay. And and, uh, and apparently that's like all-time record high numbers. The number of subprime auto loans slipping into delinquency climbed to the highest levels since 2010. Good day to own a repo company. Right. Right. If you, I mean, if you're in the repo business, you're busy. In the third quarter, following a pattern much like the months heading into the 0709 recession. Hmm. You really you start thinking about it. Where does it start? Where do you go looking for signs of things are are not as nearly as good as they seem? You know, I think of the story about when we were going to look because we're you know we're going to. Uh, put new flooring in in the office here. Okay, we've had this carpet. If you've been in here, you know, a lot of you know what I'm talking about. It needs to be replaced, right? It's ratty, man. It's, it's ratty. It's had its wear. It's had right? its day, we gotta, this is it. We, we got to do it. And we, we got recommended a place to go to, and it just so happened to be right behind a food bank. Yeah, it's in right? the body, oh man. Right? It's in the hood. And... and it was two days before Thanksgiving when we first tried to go down there. And, they I mean, they had traffic blocked because they were doing the turkey giveaway. So we went this, what was it? Monday. Monday. How busy was the traffic in front of the food bank? It was shocking. Shocking. Right? Was I, thought, shocking. I thought it would be a ghost town. Yeah, well, yeah, all the turkeys were already given away. We're three days, four right. days after right. Thanksgiving. It, Thanksgiving's over. Man, I'm telling you, there's still lines to get yes, in there. We were actually, because we had to turn right after it, and I had to sit at a dead stop for about two or three minutes before I actually could drive past the food bank because people were trying to get in. It was shocking. I mean, especially after the holidays have passed. So now they're saying that overall auto loan dis- delinquency rate, well, they are uh, well, they're they're only slightly higher, but it's significantly higher in rising rates among the subprime auto loans. And it says that new auto loans to borrowers with credit scores below 660. Okay, so now, it, it, apparently this is now subprime. Anything below a credit score of 660. Those types of loans have nearly tripled since the end of 2009. So now we've got delinquency rates of subprime auto loans at the highest since 2010, right about the same time that they, what, started giving out auto loans to people with credit scores below 660 again. Is that a coincidence? 
Mm. Boy, everything's so much better now. So far in 2016, $50 billion of new auto loans per quarter have been going to these types of borrowers. $50 billion. $50 billion a quarter. So here you're talking about, this is $200 billion worth of auto loans. Wow, that's a, that's a huge. How many cars is that? Here's another. That's another thing we'd call shocking. <laughs> right. So there, and they say of that, of the $50 billion a quarter, okay, $30 billion of that, Go to people with scores of below 620. So now, I mean, you, you got to work hard to get a score that low. And they say that the uh, the new report showed that household debt. You know, and this is really what I keep trying to to get everybody to understand. This is how they've done it. Right. This is how, and I, and really for me, I think why our founding fathers warned about putting the bankers in charge. And really, I, I wish people would do their history homework better. There's a reason why they wanted the money to be gold and silver, and this is really it right here. I'm going to tell you how much trouble we're really in next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, dedicated to keeping you informed and helping win the battle against forces that mock traditional values. Now, from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. In the final days of the presidential campaign, Donald Trump reinforced the signature issues of his message. Build a wall on the southern border. Stop illegal immigration in sanctuary cities. Stop the influx of unvetted refugees. Repair trade agreements that encourage companies to shift jobs overseas rebuild our badly depleted military while staying out of unwinnable wars, and to repeal and replace Obamacare. Each of these issues is linked to the corrupt bipartisan cartel that has run our national government since Ronald Reagan left office in 1988. Imagine if this election had come down to Clinton versus Bush, as many predicted last year. The Clinton and Bush families agree on most issues, so it's no surprise that several Bushes publicly supported Hillary. The theme that runs through any Donald Trump speech is an instinctive desire for Americans to start winning again after decades of losing to foreign rivals. Trump understands that the world is filled with enemies, adversaries, and competitors, not friends, allies, and partners. The stakes in this election were illustrated by an article in the Wall Street Journal published on Friday before the election. Entitled, A President Clinton Would Be Good for India, the article endorsed Hillary because Trump's, quote, anti-trade tirades are dangerously kooky. It's sad that the traditional voice of American business apparently wanted the next president to be good for India instead of good for Americans. The global trading system has outsourced millions of American jobs to India, China, and Mexico, allowing those countries to grow rapidly while America stagnates. Americans left behind by the global economy have been attracted by Trump's promise to return our country to world dominance in every field of human activity. That means employing our own citizens to help make America strong again, 
safe again, rich again, and great again. To Hillary Clinton's credit, she did make one statement with which all Americans agreed, that this may be the most important election of our lifetimes. But the real credit goes to Donald Trump for framing the issues of this election, standing up for the American worker, and providing voters with a real choice, not an echo. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. For the U.S. economy to flourish, free enterprise needs to be rewarded. Competition and capitalism need to be encouraged. At EagleForum.org, join the blog conversation and share a firsthand story of government interfering with your business or any ideas on how to stand against socialism. That's EagleForum.org. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour. So, how are we getting all of this alleged great growth? So, according to uh, this is out of the Wall Street Journal. This is the data that was released by the New York Federal Reserve's quarterly report. Okay, so so here are the 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 head bankers. Okay, the, the ones that are getting ready to raise interest rates, right? The same ones that have told you that they have fixed the problem. And and oh, by the way, wasn't their problem, you know, they're, they're just fixing somebody else's problem, right? They didn't cause the problem. They only fix problems. They don't cause them, okay? This is the data that they are looking at. According to to the data, the report showed total household debt grew to $12.35 trillion. So where was the growth of the debt? This is what they're calling prosperity today. That was an increase of $63 billion. And that's a quarter, okay? $63 billion more debt in a three-month period. The increase was driven more than 50% in auto loan debt just so you could drive to work. Then they said student loans and credit cards made up almost the entire rest of the amount. You know what they said didn't add to the amount? Probably the one debt you say, okay, well, that's that's not that bad. Yeah, mortgage debt. This great housing number. You know, you're, you're seeing all the articles about housing debt, new highs and all this stuff, right? You're seeing them. Nobody's buying houses. I shouldn't say nobody. But according to the New York, this is their own research. Mortgage debt did not increase at all. Not even a, I mean, I want to make sure I'm right. Yeah, so here's exactly what they said. Balances are rising quickly for non-housing debt, 
But there is little or no growth in mortgage balances. So now you have it. By the way, uh, delinquencies for student loans and credit cards rising. Uh, the only thing not rising is is uh, housing defaults. And, of course, here's why. Because most of the houses are owned by what? The big banks. Ed's fund, right? Every neighborhood now is littered with rentals. How many rentals in your neighborhood? i got to be honest with you. I know there's some. I know there's maybe 5%, or 10%, somewhere. In, 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 and if you're talking my neighborhood, are you talking the city, the whole Anthem area? Yeah. Because, oh, well, then I'd probably have to say more like 20 to 30%. <laughs> right. I thought you were saying my neighborhood, no. my oh, street. Oh, your street. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Anthem? I'll tell you, I, there's a lot more than I I, I, I think there's a lot more than people even know. Because I'll tell you, now that I think about my street directly yeah, I was going to say, your street, 5% or 10% number isn't holding water with no, you. No, 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 no. Because now that I think about directly across the street and to the east of me, both those houses have rotated um, uh, tenants. I'm going to tell you once a year. Yeah. There's a lot of movement happening yeah. out there. Wow, I, I missed that by a mile. I'm not just here to tell you, pitched that and I struck out. Because <laughs> that, that number is way higher. You know, when you think about it, it, and that's really what's happening. So now we're sitting here and we're thinking about, okay, the biggest sector of growth, according to the Federal Reserve, in the third quarter. Remember, that's the I'll call that the soybean quarter, right? The, the soybean quarter, the, G, the great GDP number. The greatest increase was auto loans, which are actually down from last year. And, oh, by the way, what's the worst-performing sector as far as delinquencies go? Auto? Auto loans. Auto loans, right? According to that, that, that's their research, not mine. I don't know. I mean, I guess, it's, what do I know? Right? None of this makes any sense. And you sit there and you try to... You, you you try to separate fact from fiction, and, and then you start realizing that just, and really I think it's a continuing trend, where you have a smaller and smaller few that are doing well, and a larger and larger amount of people falling off. You know, it's just like... Uh, just like the jobs thing, right? That's another one. How, how can they sit there with a straight face and tell you that we're at full employment? But they do. And I say that because they got the, by the way, jobless claims up 17,000 this week, uh, the highest level in five months. But, you know, that number, but tomorrow they're going to come out with the government payroll number. So this is why I bring it up. And they're going to tell us that the unemployment rate is somewhere between 4.8 and 5%. I wonder if uh, when Donald Trump takes position, um, he's going to say, no, we're going to be honest. We're going to count all the people that are unemployed and have been unemployed over 90 days. They're unemployed regardless. You may say, this administration may say, they don't count. Well, you know what, well, here's the thing. To give an honest they, they, real number. They count it. Don't be fooled. They count it. We know the number. I tell it to you every month. I'm going to tell it to you tomorrow. But what they do 
is they decide, well, you know what, those guys don't count. Because they've been out of work now for too long, so they no longer count. And you start to understand really where societally we are headed. And we're headed to this society where more and more Americans can't find work. And part of the reason I've been trying to to really drive home this point about why it is that jobless claims aren't worse than what they are. And the answer really is simple. I'll use Arlene as an example. Arlene works for us part-time. She also works somewhere else part-time. And she said, by the way, I'm looking for another part-time job. So if she leaves or loses one of these part-time jobs, she can't file for unemployment because technically she's still what? Employed. She's still employed. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Hey, I know you're about to get started, but I want to welcome everybody back to the show. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, and you can give us a call at one 800 951 0592. I know you're sitting here talking about jobs. I know you're sitting here talking about uh, what's going on. But one of the things I just saw is Bernie Sanders just gave credit to Donald Trump for saving a thousand jobs in the end. You were going over this yesterday. What a great first move, right? You know, a and thousand I'm jobs. Myself, why doesn't you know? Maybe he should just call every CEO. Well, did you know this? And I was listening to this on the drive home. I listened to, you know, whatever news talk it was. But did you know, and they say this is a fact, that since NAFTA was in place, no president of the United States has ever called a CEO or board member to prevent them or to request of them, hey, don't take your job someplace else. He's the first one to ever do it. He's the first one to ever call the CEO of a major think, company. Think about this. This is why you need a guy that's actually been in business running this country. Now, I, I just love... Right. Hey. Hey, Bill. Let's sit down and talk about let's this. Let's negotiate this thing. Right. Let, let's talk about this. What's going on? Right? What do you do? Are you losing money? What do we got to do to fix it? Right. Oh, you're not? Or do you... Oh, you just want to make more? So you want me to go tell the American public what a scumbag you are? Or, oh, you don't. Oh, well, okay, well, then let's let's figure something out here. Now, listen, there are repercussions because Mexico is now upset. I don't know if you saw these headlines. I'm going to tell you right now, I saw that headline and I went, that sounds exactly why I wanted to vote for this guy. The, these people are saying, hey, listen, Mexico leaders are saying, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not your enemy here. We're partners. We're partners. And Donald Trump is saying, yeah, well, we're going to put America first. That is nothing you've heard from the previous how many administrations. I am telling you. The ineptness is shocking. It really is. But I did. I, I saw that headline. And I, you know what? We need to see a lot more of those. Absolutely we do. I will tell you that me and my friends, have this conversation. I'm talking to my high school friend, and yesterday we posed, how about that? Donald Trump just saved a thousand jobs, and our liberal friends are like, whatever, every president starts off hot, starts off good, and we're like, 
No, I don't know if you recall, there's this atrocity called Obamacare. That's what he started off with. And guess how much that's costing us. Right. That's well, going to have to be in repair. You know what? We're, we'll, we'll see how, how it all plays out, but it really is. I did not know. So you're saying that... A phone call to a CEO by a president of the United States has not been done since about 1990, and that would be Clinton. In the earlier... Yeah, well, that was that, what, after NAFTA and gas? NAFTA and gas. Well, listen, the companies weren't leaving. There was no real reason to, to make a phone call to a CEO. You know, that's a great point. Why wasn't it until after NAFTA and GATT that all this stuff started happening? You start timelining well, these types of things, but here's the point. When every company starts doing it, and when you have a mission and a plan, it takes communication and action. And what we've seen is President-elect Donald Trump takes action. You know what? He called the technology firm that actually United owned Technology, United yeah. Technologies actually owned Carrier and said, I understand you have all these contracts to build airplane engines for the government, for our country. Let's talk about those contracts. Now, what do we got to do to keep you guys here? <laughs> it's called leverage. It's called leverage. And Donald Trump is a master negotiator. Don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself. And you know another thing? They're saying this is the first job he saved. No, it's not the first job he saved. A while back, during the debate, during everything, when he was given Ford a hard time, Ford started rethinking certain things, and they decided, hey, we're going to continue to build cars here as well. Well, they so they're were, not eliminating uh, all jobs. They're, yeah, that was in a plant in Kentucky. Uh, but but nonetheless, that's a, that is amazing. It's, they don't even pick up the phone. You know, I guess when you're not putting America first, when you pick up the phone, I guess you're calling Mexico, right? Or you're calling China, or you're calling Saudi Arabia, or I don't know. I don't know who you're calling, or you're up, you're on the golf course. Well, I also believe that the administration that we've had to this point since the 90s, whatever this period, that CEOs who have to make a buck, who have to report to investors and the the, 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 the investors and and, and and they have to keep producing money. Well, well you know what? Here's an well, idea. Well, let me tell you, though. Here's you know an what? idea. Nobody likes bad news. Yeah, nobody likes bad news. Nobody likes to see... So how do we create more money? Well, let's go build them overseas cheaper. Let's go build them in Mexico cheaper. Now they're going to be like, uh-oh, Donald, what's Donald going to do? What's he going to do? Right. Maybe we need to rethink that. I so, love it. I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's one step of many great things to come when it comes to employment in the United States. And I do believe more than anything, it takes those phone calls. It takes that communication to companies. And I honestly believe that if I'm the CEO of XYZ company that manufactures this in the United States, and I get a call from the POTUS, holy cow, he wants us to stay. They value us. They value what we do and bring to our country. I'm just here to tell you, some things that are forgotten is the value of these companies, what they mean to their cities, and, and uh, it's not always about the bottom line, but how do you improve the bottom line? And this president-elect knows how the bottom line is. He's a businessman. I think it's fantastic. I do. You're all excited about I'm it. I'm kind of excited about it. I am. Obviously, I'm in there. I, I want to listen. I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. I want to I wanna jump in. I do. I just unfortunately know what the realities truly are, and and so let's hope that things can get better. I think that 
for the first time in a while. I mean, it's been a while that I felt optimistic about where we're going, you know? And I just love it. I got to believe. Remember all the protests? Hey, what happened to the protesters? Where are you guys now? I, I don't see them anymore. Mm. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll free number 800 951 And uh, I'm just looking at some coins here. Buy, sell. Right, we do it all. Two-way markets here. Uh, quick look here at the gold market. Gold's eleven hundred and sixty-seven dollars this morning. It's down uh, four dollars. Silver's up seven cents, sixteen dollars and forty-eight cents to the ounce this morning. Uh, Wall Street's uh, mixed, mixed today. The, the the Dow's up about twenty-five. Uh, the S and P and the NASDAQ are all lower. And while you're sitting there and you're keeping a tabs on those things, the other thing is keep tabs long-term and take a look. Go to our website. Take a look at the Patriot Metals plan. I'm just here to tell you this year has been such a significant year of the membership, the membership of our Patriot Trading Group Metals plan, where you become part of a team, part of, of, of just an outstanding group that is getting the best savings on what Joe, he put together a portfolio for you once a quarter, and you can invest as much as $100 a month up to $10,000 a month. It's entirely up to you. But to get that information, you just go to our website. Up in the right-hand corner, you'll see Patriot Trading Metals Plan. Go to that Metals Plan, kick on that, and there's full information on the options you have to invest for your future and what tomorrow may ever come. And uh, you just never know what tomorrow brings. I will tell you this, with the holiday season there, this may be something that you want to put together for a nephew, your kids, whatever, something in their name that grows and is shipped. And the most beautiful thing about this program is you hold the assets. Once a quarter, a purchase is made, a portfolio is put together, it's shipped out to you, and you hold the assets. And you can just, as easy as $100 a month, join this program. And I'm, I am just, I'm just so excited because um, we really, I mean, it's something that's been in place a long time, but we really got aggressive and started promoting the Patriot Metal Plan um, um, about in May. And our numbers have grown greatly, just greatly with the uh, membership in the Metal Plan. And, uh you know, you don't necessarily have to walk up to the back of a truck and steal a bag of uh, gold flakes <laughs> to take care of your future. Instead, join the Patriot Metals Plan. It's a great opportunity uh, to, to the start growing really your portfolio. I don't mean to brag, but it is really a great opportunity. Uh, I do have a, a limited special today, and it's going to be a really good one. I've got, I've got ten of these sets. It's a set. There are ten different dates. All the dates are going to be pre-1900. Ten different dates. I've got ten of them on the... These are on the $10 uh, Liberty Gold pieces. So if you, when you buy ten of them, 
You're going to get 10 different dates. They're all going to be pre-1900. 6650 dollars for the set, or six hundred and sixty-five dollars per ten dollar liberty. All of them are pre nineteen hundred. I've got ten sets of ten. There's sixty-six hundred and fifty dollars for the set. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Everybody, take care. One more show before we wrap up the week.